This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to the radio and internet ministry of the Christian Crusaders on this first Sunday of 2018. In today's program, we're going to take another look at the story of Jesus' birth, but from a very different view than the one we're used to hearing in Luke's Gospel. Please join us for Pastor Steve Kramer's message, Look at What We Got for Christmas. What did you get for Christmas? We're going to take a close look at the greatest gift ever given. So I hope you'll stay with us for the next half hour of worship. We begin in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's pray. Gracious and loving Father, we thank you for the blessings of Christmas and for the opportunity to walk with you into another new year. Our request for today is that you would open our hearts and minds to better understand and appreciate the gift you gave us in Jesus Christ. It's in his name we ask this. Amen. Our reading for today is taken from the Gospel of John, chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. 
All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light, that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glories of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness to him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks before me, because he was before me. From his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. The only God who is at the Father's side, he has made him known. Once in royal David city stood a lonely cattle shed where a mother laid her baby
Dear friends, has anyone asked you yet what you got for Christmas this year? I've heard it a lot. My response to that question is, more than I really needed. It's a funny thing, though, about getting gifts. Sometimes we get these gifts that we look at briefly after we open them in front of the tree. We say thanks, and then we'll put them away. Actually, sometimes even forget about them, only to discover later on how wonderful they really are. Last year, I got a flannel shirt, for instance. Didn't really want a flannel shirt. I said thanks, pasted a smile on my face, and then I hung it in the closet, and there it just hung for months. This past November, when it got cold, I thought, well, try it on anyway. I discovered this is one of the most comfortable shirts I have ever put on my body. Now I wear it constantly. Or maybe you've received a book. And you throw it on the shelf and forget about it. And then later on, you pull it off the shelf accidentally and browse the back cover of the first few pages. And you discover, hey, this looks like a really good book. What a great gift. I think that sometimes we just don't realize what we really got until we stop and examine it a little more closely. Well, we just celebrated the birth of Jesus. And we've heard that God so loved the world that he gave his son. He's God's gift to us. I believe it's a good thing, then, to stop and take a closer look at what we got that first Christmas when Jesus came. John will serve us today as our guide. His comments on Jesus are really quite different and remarkable and unique. First of all, you you can't help but notice that John's Christmas story is very different from Matthew and Luke's. It has no Mary and Joseph or angels or shepherds or wise men or manger. Instead, he uses this beautiful, poetic-like, theological language in the opening of his gospel to, to help us see just how special that gift of Jesus really is. It's almost as if he's gone out of his way to make it different so that he'll make sure that the readers don't miss the positive implications of this gift of Jesus. This is what we got for Christmas, John says. First of all, he tells us that in the gift of Jesus, God has given us a picture of himself. He has revealed himself to us. Listen again to those great words. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now, in that passage, the Word equals Jesus, the Logos. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Then he goes on to say, No one has ever seen God. It is God, the only Son, who is close to the Father's heart, who has made him known to us. Jesus is the Son of God in the flesh. There's no more guessing about God. He's a walking autobiography of his heavenly Father. Later on, he'll say to his disciples, If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And as we look at him and read the Gospels, he displays the heart of God to us, that our God created us and loves us, and we're we're created in his image, and he we're precious and valuable in his sight, and he wants a personal relationship with us. He gives us a picture of God. I'm reminded of a cute story I heard a while back. A group of first graders got together and decided to write their own version of the nativity. It was more modern than the traditional drama. There were 
some familiar members of the cast, Joseph, the shepherds, the wise men, the star, and an angel propped up in the background, but Mary was nowhere to be seen. Suddenly, from behind some bales of hay could be heard some soft moans and groans. Evidently, Mary was in labor. Soon a doctor arrived, dressed in a white coat with a stethoscope around his neck. Joseph, with a look of relief on his face, takes the doctor straight back to Mary and then comes out and starts pacing back and forth. After a few moments, the doctor emerges with a big smile on his face. Congratulations, Joseph, he says. It's a God. (laughs) In Jesus, we see the face of God. In this gift of Jesus, we also get a light. In fact, we get the light that we need as we live in our darkness. You can't help but notice it is a dark world out there. It's full of evil and violence and hurt and sorrow. And we're in the dark about how to fix it as we try to fix it ourselves or turn to all sorts of other means that don't work. We need God's light. He's the only light that that can make things right for us. Well, later on, Jesus, when he's an adult, will announce, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, will never be captive to evil or be blind or ignorant of the way out, but have the light of life. As we turn to him and follow, Christ gives us new sight. We were blind, but now we see, as the hymn says. His light shows us our sinfulness, first of all, and our need for a Savior. I remember when Julie, my wife, uh, my my senior year at seminary, found a job working as a dental assistant. Uh, Her first day at work, she came home and she said, you wouldn't believe what people's faces really look like under that light that the dentist uses. I'll never want to go back again. Uh, to have my teeth worked on. He shows all the flaws. That's what Jesus does. As we come to his light, he shows us we need help. We have flaws. We have sin. And he is the lighthouse then who guides us safely into his heavenly harbor. We can't get there on our own. He points us to his cross and then to himself saying, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but by me. And then his light, it brings us confidence and hope for the future. I love verse 5 of this passage. It says, The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. We think of the suffering and the death and then the resurrection of Jesus, the light of the world. And we know that darkness has been defeated. And we now live knowing full well what the end of the story looks like. Light wins out over darkness. Good is victorious over evil. I love what Lutheran writer Gerhard Frost says In his little uh, book that he wrote, he says, If I'm asked what my grounds for hope, this is my answer. Light is Lord over darkness. Truth is Lord over falsehood. Life is ever Lord over death. 
of all the facts I daily live with, there's nothing more comforting than this. If I have two rooms, one dark, the other light, and I open the door between them, the dark room becomes lighter without the light one becoming darker. I know that's no headline, but it's a marvelous footnote, and God comforts me in that. And the darkness has not overcome the light. Finally, that beautiful light of Jesus brings us joy as we look at him. Listen to this musical testimony, these words. Beautiful Savior, King of creation, Son of God and Son of man, truly I'd love thee, truly I'd serve thee, light of my soul, my joy, my crown. And then later on, the songwriter says, he makes my sorrowing spirit sing. He comes alongside of us and he gives us the, his presence, his beautiful presence, and we experience joy in our lives. You see, because God is the true source of joy. And in Jesus, we're looking into the face of God. Finally, in this gift of Jesus, we get grace. Grace upon grace, he tells us. In other words, it's inexhaustible. It's abundant. It just keeps flowing in our direction. That grace looks like forgiveness for our sins. There is now no more condemnation for those who are in Jesus Christ. We have been given Christ's robe of righteousness. And in Christ, God sees us as one of his own, cleansed and pure in his sight. The past is forgiven and forgotten forever. We're right in his sight. We get that grace that gives us strength for the living of these days where he reminds us, my grace is sufficient for you. Or what the Apostle Paul says, I can do all things in Christ who strengthens me. For Jesus has promised, lo, I am with you always to the end of the age. His power from on high is breathed into us as we pray, as we call for help, as we turn to his word daily for guidance and assurance. And Christ shows up and we get his strength. And of course, we get the free gift of heaven, don't we? At the cross and resurrection, Jesus purchased a place for us in his heaven. And we will live with him eternally. Death cannot hold us. And from his grace, we get attached to a family to walk through life with, the community of faith, the church to support us, love us, and lovingly keep an eye on us as we make our way through life with Jesus. There's your gift from God. I mean, this is what God handed over to this world at Christmas when he gave his son Jesus. Amazing. Incredible. Now, in the midst of this description, I don't want you to miss this. There's a statement that we can't ignore. It's an appeal of sorts to think about and then act upon. He says, Jesus came to his own, but his own people did not receive him. We know that. They rejected him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become 
children of God, who were born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. Did you catch that? To all who received him and believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. There's a new birth that takes place. We become a new person in Christ. And to receive means to welcome him. And to believe means to accept that he is the Son of God, the great reconciler to God. To become a child of God means that we who once were simply creations of God now become adopted children of God through what he's done for us in Christ. And we are blessed, blessed with a rich, rich inheritance. All these things we looked at earlier, the picture of God, we get to know him intimately, the light, the grace, it's ours when we are in Jesus Christ as we receive him and welcome him into our lives. So there's a personal response being called for. And here's the question. Are you to that place in your life where you are enjoying this gift God wants you to have? Have you received him? And you might wonder, how do I do that? It's really quite simple. First, it means admitting that you're a sinner and that you need to be saved by God's grace. You can't save yourself. You need to give up control of your life to him. And then you humbly ask Jesus into your life to forgive you and take over everything, every area of your life. And then you begin to follow him and take some steps to grow in your relationship with him. Steps like daily obedience as you read his word and pray. Worship attendance. Serving your brothers and sisters in Christ as well as your neighbors. And depending on Jesus at all times, even during the darkest times of suffering. And then you will truly begin to love and enjoy this gift that has been given. And you will have his joy within you as you walk with him the rest of your days right into his eternity. I have friends who say that their biggest regret in life was not receiving the gift of Jesus Christ sooner in their life. Don't let that be the case for you. He's knocking on the door. He says, I'll come in and eat with you and have fellowship with you and you with me. As I think about the, the passage that John has given us today, I can't help but be reminded of that great Christmas carol, the last verse of O Little Town of Bethlehem. How silently, how silently, the wondrous gift is given. So God imparts to human hearts the blessings of his heaven. No ear may hear his coming, but in this world of sin, where meek souls will receive him still, the dear Christ enters in. Perhaps he's knocking on the door of your life today. He wants to come in. 
praise God for the great gift of Jesus Christ that he has given us and all the blessings that come when we receive this gift into our lives and walk with him all the way into eternity. Amen. Let's pray. O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in. Be born in us today. We've heard the Christmas angels, the the great glad tidings tell. So come to us, abide with us, our Lord Emmanuel. Amen. Now as you go on your way, May Christ go with you. May he go before you to show you the way, behind you to encourage you, beside you to befriend you, above you to watch over, and within you to give you his peace. Amen. You have been worshiping with the radio and internet ministry of the Christian Crusaders. We pray today's gospel message has encouraged you to love and enjoy the wondrous gift given, the blessings of his heaven the great gift of Jesus Christ. Christian Crusaders is a nonprofit ministry supported entirely by the gifts of our listening audience. A memorial gift or honorarium to Christian Crusaders is a meaningful way to remember a loved one on their birthday or some other occasion. Address your gift of remembrance to Christian Crusaders, Post Office Box 522, Cedar Falls, Iowa, 50613. 
We thank each of our listeners who support Christian Crusaders with their gifts and their prayers. Today's program is available to be read or heard anytime on the Internet. Visit us online at www.christiancrusaders.org. CDs and printed copies of today's service are also available. Address your request to Christian Crusaders, Post Office Box 522, Cedar Falls, Iowa, 50613. Our toll-free telephone number is 1-888-MY-FAITH or 1-888-693-2484. In the Cedar Falls, Waterloo, Iowa area, dial 277-0924. We are happy you chose to worship with us this day, and we pray you will join us again next Sunday on this station. Conducting our service was our speaker, the Reverend Steve Kramer, Senior Pastor of Shepherd of the Valley Lutheran Church in Afton, Minnesota. Christian Crusaders is blessed to be in its 82nd year of continuous Sunday worship broadcasting.